Well, my calendar, probably like yours, says that it's Thanksgiving this week, and I don't have to think too hard on Thanksgiving because it's one of my favorite. I got to be honest, I love Thanksgiving. I, I probably could even skip Christmas and some of the other holidays, but Thanksgiving is one of those times that I really enjoy. And uh, we typically spend Thanksgiving in Maine, which we're doing again this year, and um, there's a lot of kind of cool things that we do. And you know the three F's of Thanksgiving, right? You know the three F's of Thanksgiving? Food, family, and football. Yeah, that's it. You got, you got it. So that's all you need for, for Thanksgiving. What? Nap. Thanks. Now that comes from the turkey comatose afterwards. That's a, Yeah, you need that as well. But you know what? Thanksgiving, believe it or not, is not celebrated around the world. It's not an international holiday by any means. In fact, I remember the first time when PJ and I were over in Hungary, we were there through Thanksgiving, and you know what? It was a Thursday like any other Thursday. We had classes, we had our regular meals, we had our cabbage and pork like we always had, and there was no turkey. It was pretty bland. And I remember a lot of our young students that were in Bible school with us actually crying, upset, homesick. But for a Hungarian, Thanksgiving doesn't mean anything. And that's the way it is around the world. But it is celebrated here in the United States. And it is a good time to remember and to give thanks. And again, we're going to look at this morning about having that spirit of thanksgiving. Because if we have that spirit of thanksgiving, there's a lot of things that flow from that. A lot of our worries go away. A lot of our complaining goes away. So having a spirit of thanksgiving is vitally important, I think, to the Christian life. And so I'm not going to try to make it too spiritual because guess what? The apostles did not have Thanksgiving Day either. Now, I've been to Plymouth Rock. I've been there. I've seen the rock. Um, it's not that special. You're not missing a whole lot. I've been to Plymouth Plantation. Again, you're not missing a whole lot. I am thankful that I was not there with those folks because it was pretty tough. It's a tough land. It's a tough area. Um, I don't know how they picked that rock. I don't even know how they found the, the exact rock that the, the ship, because guess what? There are a lot of rocks on the coastline, and uh, I'm pretty sure they, and it's even got chiseled, the date on it. It's pretty neat. They've got a little gazebo around it, but it's a, it's a, it was a tough time, and the fact that they could give thanks for any of that is amazing unto itself, right? Think about what took place leading up to that, Right? A new land, they were fleeing, illnesses, a lot of unknowns, a lot of uncertainty, and giving thanks. So I can appreciate that about those first ones coming in, those first settlers. I can even appreciate the fact that I'm not there back then because you know what? They used to throw lobsters in the ground for fertilizer. Can you believe that? Huh? Yeah, that's how they, they threw lobsters. It was just fertilizer. They didn't even eat them. No, I can't believe that. That, to me, just blows my mind that they missed out on that one. In case you didn't know, I'm from Maine, and I'll be having lobster on Friday, because that's our tradition, and um, life will be, be well. I'll be giving thanks for that lobster. But Thanksgiving is a good reminder. And food, it's not wrong. It's not wrong to be thankful for the family. It's not wrong to get together and have food, and it's not wrong to watch football on Thanksgiving Day, really. Those are not sin issues but we should be giving thanks more often than that. And we should be thankful about many things. And so I want to look at a couple things this morning 
Um, this isn't a perfect sermon. In case you came here looking for one, it's only got two points to it. So um, it's not a three-point sermon. And you that are older and know that used to be the standard, I only got two. I mean, I could try to make three, but that would be a never-ending sermon maybe because I'm not sure where that is. But we're going to look at Psalms this morning. And that's not a place that I typically preach out of, but we're going to look at Psalm 127 to start with. And we're also going to do Psalm 128. We're putting those two together. And that's a little unusual as well because Psalms is a collection from a lot of different authors from a lot of different times. I don't know if you know this or not, but it covers the span of a thousand years, the whole book of Psalms. And some of them are long. Psalm 119, the men are studying that with Chandler. That's a long psalm. If I did that this morning, yeah, I could, I'd have a lot of points. I might even have 119 points. If I haven't figured out how many points are in there. Um, but some are short. These two are not overly long, but I'm also combining them for that reason because I think it helps shift us and helps bring our mind. Now, part of Psalms is a remembrance. It's a remembrance of God, right? The one that we should be thanking for all the things that we have is the focus back on God. And a lot of these were put to music, and they were sung, right? And I think there's a reason for that. I think because music... Even this morning, music stirs our hearts, right? If we can be honest, right? And it's not the only thing that stirs our hearts, but, but music has that ability to stir our hearts, and it also helps us to remember, right? I mean, I can remember songs from high school. If it comes on the radio, not all of them are Christian, I, I'll confess, but I remember the words to those songs. As soon as that song starts playing, I can remember those. Now, you asked me last week what scripture Rick used for his message last week, and I can't tell you. I may not even remember what I studied last week in my studies. But lyrics and music helps us do that. And again, Psalms is part of that. And it was part of the Jewish culture of remembering, bringing things to light. It has a rhythm to it. It has meaning and teaching to it. And it was meant to be passed on. It was part of their tradition. And so in that, in that part of worship comes thanksgiving. There's thanks. They're thanking God for the little things. They're thanking God for the big things. Thankful. And that's vitally important today. It still applies. We need to be thankful for the little things and for the big things. And so let's try to look at that this morning through that lens as we dive into the scriptures. And again, there's a lot here, but it starts off with the Lord. Verse 1, unless the Lord builds the house, its builders labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchmen stand guard in vain. Who's the key figure here? The Lord. Yeah, he's the one that can do it. It doesn't matter how hard you work or how much labor you put into it, God ultimately is the one that brings blessing. And we can be thankful for that. Now, it's not saying that we need to just let go and let God. I, I, that phrase sometimes bothers me in many ways. There are things that we need to do. And again, there are plenty of scriptures that talk about not doing, being a sluggard, not being lazy. But a lot of times, we need to remember that it's God that's going to fill in the gaps. God is going to provide, in this case, the materials. God's going to provide the strength. He's going to bring about the wisdom that we need 
in order to do things. Thank God. How many of you this morning, have you thought you came into church this morning, you came here, did any of you thank God for the building this morning? I didn't either. I mean, I'm not just confession here, being real. We, we overlooked that, right? And again, this building is a beautiful building. We have it. It's great. It's, it's nice not to be outside. It's a little cool out there. Um, we have some comforts in here. It's, it's really a, a beautiful building. How many of you thought about thanking the people who built it this morning? How about the people that gave to build the building? How about the materials? See where I'm going? There are a lot of things that we could be thankful for just in a simple building that we quite often take for granted. Right? Guilty. Again, I'm saying the same thing. It's no different. We forget these things. And so we need to remember that. Again, it'll help us by not complaining. Now, are there things that could be improved about this building? Sure. Is there things that we could do better? Certainly. But to be thankful changes our attitude, changes our heart, reminds us of all the things that have taken place to get to this point. Again, that's just this building here. There's a lot more, even larger things to be thankful for, but just some smaller stuff. Security. Again, as we were talking about Thanksgiving, again, one of the, the great things with, with Thanksgiving, if you think about those, those early pilgrims, we're going to keep going back and forth a little bit, but security was utmost, right? And they didn't have much security. Totally unknown. They didn't know the Native Americans. They, there was no knowing if they were going to be friendly, they were going to be at war. They didn't know what was around the next bend. They had fears of animals. They had fears of starvation, all those things. And again, they would, <coughs> they would have watchmen. They would stand guard. Certainly in Israel's history, if you know anything about Israel's history, they would have guards and they would have people watching over, watching for the enemy to come. But can any place be really 100% secure? Got to tell you, even our, our elders, we, we had this discussion just this past week about security even here in our church building. And guess what? We cannot 100% secure this building against everything that could possibly happen. But we know who can. Again, going back to the Lord. The Lord can protect us. Sometimes we, we forget, Lord, I am thankful that you do protect us, that you keep us safe. Sometimes when we're traveling this week, we'll be, many of us will be in our cars and we'll be riding along. Or I'm flying this week, so I'll have that added Concern. I won't call it a worry, but a concern. Right? But there takes some, some faith in that, and we have to trust those things to the Lord. Watch over us. Keep everything going. Help us to get there. Protection. We need those things. It goes on a little bit more here. Verse 2. In vain you rise early and stay up late, toiling for food to eat, for he grants sleep to those he loves. Again, one of the things about Psalms, a lot of it rhymes and it's a reminder, but again, it's not, it's all theology as well, but it's got some, some beauty to it too, but an agricultural society, right? They're dependent upon their by day. Again, the Lord's Prayer mentions this, right? Our daily bread. You know, it's a day by day process for these folks. We have a little bit more time because we have refrigerators and we're born, and I'm thankful that we're born at the time that we're at. Sometimes that I forget that as well. 
But you can work really hard, especially in that society, and you can do a lot of things, and you can wear yourself almost to the end and not have any food. That's what they were facing many times. Again, because the Lord was the one that brought the rain. He brought the crops. He's the ones that brought it to bear. Again, this verse doesn't say, well, you know, again, let go, let God. I don't have to do anything. I can stay at home and the crops are going to magically appear. Well, no, that's not what he's saying. But we've got to remember to give thanks to God and ask God for that blessing. And there's rest in that. There's peace in that. Verse 3. Sons are a heritage from the Lord. Children, a reward from him. You that have kids, got to, you need this reminder, right? Right? They're a reward. It's not a bad prize. It's a reward to have children. I know sometimes I didn't always think of that. But are you thankful for your children? Sometimes they give you a hard time, right? Again, even when they're older, just so you know, they still give you a hard time. I have adult children now, and they still give me heartburn from time to time. But they're a reward from God. They're a blessing. And again, especially in that culture, you were blessed if you had children. Again, it was tied to, to that blessing that if you didn't have children, that somehow you, there was a sin issue or you were doing something wrong and you weren't having children. Again, that doesn't translate to today. Don't, don't hear me clearly. That's not the same. That was their thinking back then, but it's not the thinking now, whether you have children or not have children. But if you do have children, they are a blessing. And we need to be thankful for them. I challenge you this week, again, time of Thanksgiving, you that do have kids, and if you're fortunate enough to have grandkids, which I got two of those, so I'm pretty thankful for them. Sometimes I'm not always thankful for my son, but no, I'm just, just kidding. I'm kidding. But grandkids are another whole blessing as well, but certainly our, our kids as well. But be, you know, let them know that you're thankful for them. It means a lot to our kids if we tell them. Tell them, you know what, I am thankful that God's given you to us to entrust for a time. You need that reminder. Some of you have family here, so you got a chance today. You could do it today, actually. Denny, Sheila, I know, but go ahead. You, you could do that today. There's many others as well. But let your kids know that you're, you're thankful for them and that you realize that they are a gift from God because they truly are. It's a reward I like this next description, and again, uh, David uses, this is, Psalm is written by Solomon, but David uses the same picture about children, and I like the imagery here. Verse 4 says, like arrows in the hands of a warrior are sons born in one's youth. Blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. They will not be put to shame when they contend with their enemies. Mine says at the gate or in the gate. All right? Children are like, like arrows, right? And it's a blessing to have them. But the thing about an arrow, and again, I, I like the illustration. I've heard this, and I'm not sure. I can't give credit to who because I've heard it many different sermons. But kids are like, like arrows in the fact that we raise them up. We try to set them in a direction. We try to point them in that right direction, right? And then at one point in time, we let them go, and we launch them. And then where they land is no longer up to us. We release them. I'm still learning that lesson. Like I said, with adult children, it's another challenge. You know, we, we've let go of the, the string. They're on their own, and we've set things in place in their lives, and we've shown them the right things to do, and we've 
aimed them in the right direction as best we could. But now they're, they're out on their own. They're flying on their own. And th- for you that have children that have gone wayward, let me just put this in here. This is a bonus, bonus point. They are making their own choices now. You're not responsible for your kids. Once they have been released from you and they're out on their own, you're not responsible for those choices anymore. I know so many adults carry that guilt around with them. Oh, if I'd only done X, Y, and Z, they wouldn't be making this choice now. You know what? I don't believe that that's something that God wants us to carry. Our kids make their own choices once they're out of our homes, once we're out of our our sphere of influence. And what we say, my kids don't want, becomes less and less as we get older. Again, I'm still trying to learn that. I'm learning that my kids don't want my opinion as much anymore. Right? Some of you that have older children, you understand that, right? I wait for them to come to me for advice rather than just always giving it freely. Because most of the time they don't want to hear it. But we, we try to aim them in the right direction, right? We shoot them out. And again, when they're younger, we, we have more influence. And we, we hold on to them tighter. And they, they, they really can't make as many mistakes. But as they get older, again, we're, we're releasing them. We're letting them go. And again, the blessing of having more children, a quiver full. Again, he's talking about they have lots and lots of children. You know, Solomon had lots of, lots of kids. Uh, not all of them got along. Not all of them were the best. If you know the story of kids afterwards, he had troubles with his kids later on down the road. In fact, it divided the nation, a couple of his boys. So if you don't know what that is, good time to go back and read through some of those scriptures. But again, what our kids do after they leave us is not up to us. But we can be thankful that we had that time with them. We've had that influence with them. And we can even be thankful for them after they go out on their own. Again, in this day and age, again, part of this was, it was also part of the protection there was the mindset that our kids would take care of us in our older age. I know my three, I'm not so sure. Maybe Rachel, but I'm not sure about the boys. But that's the hope, right? Isn't that the hope of most of us as parents? That, you know, if we get old and we need it, well, our kids will take care of us. And that's, that's really still in place today. But there's no guarantees with that. And so that's part of that protection and building up and, and going forth with our children. But to be thankful for them. So that's Psalm 127, and again, the focus is back to the Lord and having children. So God is to be thanked. I have a little video this morning, so Ike, if you want to play that video, again, as we shift gears a little bit here into Psalm 128, so if you could show that. Thanksgiving a time for families to come together and simply say thank you to God for all he's done in our lives. Each year we set aside this one day to say thank you, but really every day should be Thanksgiving. A day to thank God for everything he's given us. A day to say thank you for our family and friends a day to remember that he's given us one more day on this earth and to use it wisely a day to be grateful for his son's sacrifice for us on the cross and a day to reflect on how much God loves us 
thank you. Two simple words that we just don't say enough. The Bible says, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. That's not just on Thanksgiving Day. That's on every day. pulls that all together a little bit, but also that being thankful for our salvation. I like that because it reminds us of that as well, and sometimes we lose sight of that, and, and even those simple words of thank you, right? I mean, when I was a kid, I'll say it, when I, I'm getting older now, when I, when I was a kid growing up, please and thank you were, were the norm, right? You don't hear it as often, but those two words mean a lot, right? Isn't it an encouragement when someone says thank you for something that's been done or something that you've done some extra effort in. But how about just even thank you for being you or thankful for bringing you into my life? All right, practice. All right, turn the person that's next to you and say, thank you for being here this morning. If you mean it. Yes, if you're married, you can kiss. That's all right. I got a couple of kissing up here. If you're not married to the person, you can say thank you, but uh, yeah, you might want to hold off on the kissing. We'll talk about that later. No, man, that's good. It's simple though, right? But doesn't it make you feel good? And you know what? I, as I'm looking around, it works every time. You were all smiling tomorrow, laughing and having some fun with it, right? Try it sometime. Try it with someone tomorrow. Just say thank you to them. Look them in the eyes and you know what? Thank you. Thank you for being you, or thank you for being here, or thank you to the cashier. Jeb, thank you for making bagels, right? Jeb, Jeb, Deb makes bagels, yes, we, caribou bagels. Um, many of you were thankful for Chipotle's open this week. I saw that all over Facebook, so, but, but being thankful and saying those words is an encouragement to that person. It's, it's again, it's an expression, but it connects you. And I am thankful that we are here this morning. I'm thankful beyond just here this morning. It's a blessing. And so that Thanksgiving goes beyond just the day, hopefully, and goes on to from person to person. And if it's true to the heart, if you can really look that person in the eye and say, you know what, I am thankful that God put you in my life. That goes a little bit deeper, right? That's a relationship. That's a heart connection. Sometimes even the hard people in our lives, we need to say that. That takes guts, that takes courage. Psalm 128. Again, another, another psalm, another psalm of praise, uh, different setting. Um, it's fallen uh, Zechariah, actually, and part of his, there's a, basically Zechariah 4 does a commentary on this psalm. Did you also know that the psalms is mentioned more in the New Testament than any other book? More than Proverbs, more than any other, even all the prophecy, Psalms are referred to. Jesus used the Psalms often. The apostles used it. I think part of the reason was because they were familiar. If you were a Jewish believer, you knew these. You knew the Psalms. You knew the meaning. But also it was a way of encouragement. And so they would use them in their illustrations. They would use them in, as part of Scripture. But they come through even in the New Testament. So it's a, it's a great book if you haven't gone through the book of Psalms in a long time. I encourage you to do that. So verse 1 in Psalm 128. 
Blessed are those who fear the Lord and who walks in his ways. Again, there's a lot in that right there, that fear of the Lord. Again, it's not that fear that God's going to strike us with lightning bolts and we're going to drop dead on the spot or if we don't do something, we're going to get smashed down. Again, that fear has more encompassing. It's more of a fear of out of reverence, out of respect, realizing who the source is. Kind of harkens that back to, right? God is the one who gives us all good things. That's where the blessings come. They come from the Lord. But also, I love what it says in the next part. It says about walking in his ways. Talked a few weeks ago about being in step with the Holy Spirit, right? That walking, this walk that we walk as believers. Sometimes it feels like a sprint. Sometimes it feels like we're not really walking very much. We're just kind of stalled out. We're in those dry spells, right? But it's a walk. We're walking in his way. We're being obedient to the colony's place. We're being obedient to what he's asked us to do. And we're taking that one step at a time. I love that because it's a process. Our lives are over a span of time. It takes a while to get to where we're going. But to be thankful for that, to be in his will, to be obedient to what God's word says for us to do. Yours. Eat the fruit of your labor. Blessings and prosperity will be yours. Interesting. Again, in agriculture, that was the, the time to celebrate. Again, Thanksgiving, that's, it's, it's usually in the fall, that harvest time, right? That's when you take time and you're celebrating everything that's been gathered. That's why we kind of put it into the fall time for us here in, the, in America. It's, it's a reminder that we've had a good year. We've had to this point, things have been good, and we have plenty. We have things to share. They did it in the middle of winter and the spring. We wouldn't have as much. Be a lot less salad and things like that, which would be fine with me. But um, no, just kidding. I'm just kidding. Just saying. Thank you. There we go. That's a Dave Wonder statement. Just saying. But again, that harvest, that bountiful harvest, again, that comes from the Lord that He gives to us. All right, wake up, you that are married here, you husbands. Your wife will be like a fruitful vine within your house. Your sons will be like olive shoots around your table. And this is a man who's sitting around, and he's looking at his family. What a lot of us will be doing on Thanksgiving, right? And saying, you know what? I've been blessed. You husbands, take note, right? It doesn't say a weed. It says a vine, right? It's a vine has life in it. It, it gives life. It produces. It expands. It's beautiful. Not, don't be telling her she's a weed. You won't go well. I don't want to be doing marriage counseling after Thanksgiving. No. But it's fruitful. It, it bears fruit. There's blessings that come from that. And again, it's also hearkening back to the fact that as women, you have the blessing of being able to give child, childbirth and to give children. I am thankful that you women can do that and that I am a man and don't have to do that. So <laughs> I'll make that statement. God knows I could not have taken it. So with honor in the house and, and giving it, again, just recognizing that blessing, recognizing it comes from the Lord and the blessing that it is. And verse 4 says, thus is the man blessed who fears the Lord. Brings us back to that, right? He's walking in obedience, he's loving his family, and he has that around him. He has a rightful respect of the Lord. He is blessed. God is good. He fulfills those things in his life. 
be fruitful. Talks about his sons being around the table. Again, he's taking stock in what he has, being thankful for it. Sometimes we need to do that. You know, we've been given a lot. Even if you are, are single here today and you say, well, I don't have a, that part of it, but you know what? You, you have family around. You have your church family around you. There's still things to take stock in. We have many blessings here, both physical, material, emotional. And we have that relationship with God. We have that, 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 that ability to be with him, that he'll be there with us, that, that blessing. And then lastly here as we're closing up and, and, and pulling through the last of this psalm, and again, thinking of that spirit of thanksgiving, it says, may the Lord bless you from Zion all the days of your life. May you see the prosperity of Jerusalem, and may you live to see your children's children. Peace be upon Israel. Again, as I was looking at that, again, it went beyond that, right? It went beyond the table. It went beyond the setting that this person who wrote the psalm, and he says, you know what? Bless the nation that we live in. Be thankful that God has placed us where he has, that we're here at this moment. And that's what he's saying. I'm, I'm thankful for where we are here in, in Zion, in, in Jerusalem, that you've watched over, that you've given us blessings. And he's seen it over a long period of time, right? Certainly in the history of any nation, there are periods of time that are not so, so good. They're not so nice. They're not so easy. But still, it's a blessing to be where you're at. And we all here this morning are certainly blessed to be where we're at this morning. To be born in this time, to be born at this period in our lives. Again, the longevity, to see our children's children. Did I tell you I have two grandchildren? <laughs> yes, yes. And some of you have many more. But again, that uh, comes with age. It comes with God's grace on our lives. And then lastly, as he closes it out, peace be upon Israel. And again, for them, it was the nation. Peace be on the nation. So a couple of things. Just remember where things come from and to be thankful. Right? They come from the little things. Make sure we give thanks to him. Make sure we thank him for the little things. And the big things, from the smallest to the greatest. And then lastly, be thankful for the people God's placed in your lives. Be thankful for the people that are sitting here today. Be thankful for the people that God places in your life in this upcoming week. And let them know that. Use those two words. Thank you. Thank you for being you. Thank you for God placing you in my life that we have that spirit of thanksgiving. Bow with me, please. Oh, gracious Heavenly Father, as we enter into a time of thanksgiving, Lord, with this week, Lord, that, Lord, you would just bring this to mind, that you would continue to remind us that we do have much to be thankful for. Lord, we are thankful for the greatest gift, the gift of salvation, the giving of your Son, be sacrificed on our behalf. Lord, we also thank you for how you put people in our lives to be used to encourage us and to lift our spirits. And Lord, we thank you for them. Lord, we thank you for even the difficult people that help us, that we may show gratitude towards you, 
towards those around us. Lord, we are thankful for our families. We're thankful for our physical families. We're thankful for our spiritual families, Lord. And I thank you very much for each and every person that's here today, Lord, that you would just bless them, that you'd go before them, that you'd watch over them, and that you would continue to do your work in and through our lives. We ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen.